Hey y'all, this podcast is meant for mature audiences only and contains strong adult language. So if you are under 18, be out. We discuss our experiences, thoughts, and tips on ethical non-monogamy from the perspective of a black married couple. We smart, but we not experts. So this show is for entertainment purposes only. So whether you're working out, driving, or listening to us on your home sound system, enjoy the show. This is the Black and Kinky Lifestyle. Okay, so I've been uh, listening to a podcast called called the Hard or Soft Podcast. Uh, it is one of the few sex positive podcasts that I found that actually is led by a duo of two well informed and well experienced black men, mature black men. Hmm. And and I don't say that lightly. When it comes to sex positivity in the black community, black women dominate. Yes. There's there's one sprouting up every five seconds. <laughs> um, now there are a few black male um, led podcasts out there, but I don't I don't feel that they're as mature as some of the female led podcast. Yeah, yeah. This one though is very mature and talked about talks about some issues in really candid ways it's actually it actually mixes fun and education really well Mm -hmm. so shout out to them uh but they had a episode with uh king noir and jet setting jasmine Mm -hmm. um uh that are two very popular and well-known sort of uh bdsm director sex erotic film yeah content creators content creators yeah they were on this podcast and uh king noir was was talking about some experiences he had on a few sets while you know he's filming his shit Mm -hmm. and so he was talking about a role that he had refused Mm. and the role would have had him play a janitor in uh what sounded like a hospital okay and all the doctors and nurses in the hospital were staffed by white people and he was like the only black guy on set Mm. and they happened to make him a janitor (laughs) and he was like fuck y'all right i'm not doing this (laughs) and he didn't really say the word racist when he was talking about this story but it was very much implied that this was insulting like there was some kind of um stereotype being portrayed in the setup for this scene uh, which is totally understandable I could understand, though, as a porn porn movie or porn film creator, uh, the need or the perceived need to play around with stereotypes, because stereotypes in many ways are, you know, these exaggerated, uh, misleading, uh, you know, ways of thinking about groups, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you think about porn... Uh, in many depictions of porn, it is very much exaggerated. Yes. Um, and so you can imagine that a black man playing a black janitor in a all-staffed, you know, a fully white-staffed hospital is some may, may somewhat be playing off of the um, exaggeration that, you know, this isn't a fucking, you know, paper-pushing administrative person like this is a blue collar you know your average blue collar black man and he's just gonna whip his big ass dick out and (laughs) smack you in the face with it after he's done mopping so (laughs) so you know it actually got me into thinking like 
if we were porn stars, what kind of roles would we not be able to to play? Because mm. I wouldn't be able to play a janitor. Not because I think that there's something inherently wrong with being a black janitor, because I don't think there is. Right. Um, and not because I think there's something inherently wrong about assuming that a black man in a hospital is probably a janitor, although I do see something wrong with that. Yeah. It's because um, I don't think I'd be able to play the role very well. <laughs> like, I've just, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just like, sir, like, I've had a lot of years of education. Like, I've just, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just. You don't know about that life. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I, I, I can't do this. Like, I know what I'd have to tap into yeah. in order to play this role. Mm -hmm. And I would not be able to do it. Like, it, it would not come off right. My dick probably be, wouldn't work. I, I could not embody the right. spirit of a janitor. Mm. for a porn scene is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think anytime you're able to tap into some actual life experience, then that it's easier to play that role. So are you trying to tell me that you couldn't, I don't know, like, I don't know, a gangster ass prostitute bitch on the streets? Like, I don't, <laughs> like... <laughs> Well, <laughs> so I, I don't have life experience as a gangster ass prostitute bitch. However, <laughs> however, I do have experience as a ratchet ass 20 something, you know, in a big oh, city. So like, okay. I feel like those energies are on the same level mm -hmm. and I could definitely tap into that. Okay. All right. <laughs> You know, you know what you could all you could also be like the domineering like CEO boss. Yeah, mm -hmm. you could you could be like 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 really I'm, I'm thinking like a Pam Greer type mm -hmm. like long yeah. like big heels and you know the business shirt you know yeah, just the, the skirt and all suit, of that shit. Suit, yeah, all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, see, yeah, I could tap into that. I could really tap into being a teacher. Oh yeah, like a teacher or a guidance counselor or mm -hmm. some kind of educator. And like I would, I would own that role. Yeah, I mean, but you set. have life experience. Yes, absolutely. But but wait a minute, like you don't think I can play a gangster? I mean, well, I mean, you grew up in the hood, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you weren't a gangster yourself, but <laughs> gangsters were in your environment, so like you 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 pick up on those cues. <laughs> Yeah, I you you know what a gangster should look like. You would know how to emulate a gangster if needed. Yo, I could de I could definitely be a gangster in these streets. I I <laughs> I fuck a nigga up for some <laughs> pussy. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> is there is there any role that you think you would not be able to play that you typically see in porn? Like what about uh what about like a high school student? Well, yeah, because I was a high school student. Oh, okay, of course. You had that experience. Right. What kind of high school student would you be? Um Would you be like the like the bitchy, like naughty school schoolgirl or no. like the really nerdy one who's I'm like really nerdy. Oh, I don't know if I want that dick, but I kinda do yeah. like you'd be you'd be the hesitant I'd like, be the hesitant nerdy um high school girl. Oh that's awesome. <laughs> oh that is that is so sexy. <laughs> um Okay. So uh what about a maid? It depends on the context. What do you mean? Like again, yeah, like if I'm the black maid in a white house, hell no, fuck oh. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
All right, but but what if it's a black house? Like what? If, what if? What yeah, if? That, that that'd be more. That that would be a better possibility. Okay. What about the babysitter? Does the race of the homeowner matter in that scenario? Because you've been a babysitter. Before. I have been a babysitter for white people. Um, <laughs> pretty much only for white people. But um, well, yeah. wait a minute, really? I uh-huh. didn't know that. Yeah. Have you ever been attracted to a, a, a white person you've babysat for, like a, the father or the mom? Oh no. Uh, no. No. Okay. <laughs> Do you think they were attracted to you? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. so you, you that would have been a little pervy. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. They paid you well, though. You kept coming yeah, back. Yeah, they did pay me well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what about a nurse? I have a nurturing spirit. I could be a nurse. Mm-hmm. I could be a naughty nurse. Does the race of the patient matter? No. What, what about the injury? What about what brought the person in? I'm, I'm actually assuming that you would want to fuck the patient and not the doctors. I, I don't know. I th- well, if the patient is injured, would they be able to fuck? Like, there's a lot of questions here. I mean, this is a porn scene. Of course, they'd be allowed to fuck. It <laughs> I mean, not allow, but <laughs> like, doctor, like nurse, I broke my dick. Like, <laughs> put your dick in a splint. I'm not gonna put it inside me with the splint on. That seems like excessive. <laughs> It, it would, and I bet there's a porn out there that, <laughs> <laughs> that features that scenario. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, one more. What about a what about a nun? Um, no, I think I would feel some type of way about that. You'd feel some kind of way about being a nun. Yeah. Why? You you think God would strike you down? I mean, maybe like this kind of blasphemous. And I've actually spent some time with some nuns, so. Okay. None of them looked like they were trying to fuck. No, they none of them were trying to fuck. <laughs> Absolutely not. They were definitely married to Jesus. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's start the show. This is the bomber and the bell. In this episode, we're gonna talk all about um, we're gonna talk all about house parties because right after we got back from Desire, we went to a banging ass house party. Shout out to the two hot wives. Yeah. We'll have the link to their podcast in the description, particularly a link to an episode where they talked about throwing a good house party. Mm-hmm. Um, we are going to gush all over the house party that they invited us to and that we attended. It was really cool, and we're so excited to talk about it. Um, but before we get into that, I do want to um, shout out our listeners. Uh, we got a lot of feedback and a lot of responses based on that Desire episode we put out. Yeah. Like, damn, people really wanted to. <laughs> and I think a few patrons were like, yo, we want to know that play-by-play episodes y'all put up there um, about Desire. We do we do have several, like a few episodes we put up um, just uh, based on our experiences of Desire um, outside of our uh, outside of the publicly available recap so yeah if you want to hit up uh our patreon and just you know (laughs) subscribe for like a week so you can hear those episodes (laughs) we will not hold it against you um but yeah we appreciate all the feedback there glad you guys enjoyed that episode but uh before we get to the topic of the day we did want to uh review some of the emails we got so i think this one comes from z and it is actually uh about our desire episode you want to read this one So Z says, while I was listening to your podcast about desire, I heard you say that you need some allies in desire. I wanted to let you know of a group 
trip to desire and the group trip um Oh, he says, uh, that's swingsetdesire.com. Um, this will be my first year going, but from what I can see with the group Discord chat, there are some POC going. I have also heard from the group that they know it is still a mostly white couple group, but they have been doing everything they can do to make it a more diverse. And from what I have heard, they have had some success. So that's good to hear. So, um, what uh, Zach is talking about is uh, another podcast life on the swing set is doing a basically a takeover um, at desire. So desire has, I believe specific months where they allow different groups to do takeovers. And I think it's like two months out of the year. Otherwise it's just regular couples or whoever coming, uh, but they do allow um, uh, takeovers by some groups. So if you're interested in um, Life on the Swing Set's Desire Takeover, uh, we'll put that uh, link in the description box, but it is swingsetdesire.com. Yeah, thanks. Um, so this next one comes from Twitter. And says, hey, what's good, y'all? Just listen to your latest podcast and wanted to say that CapDag is 100% worth the trip. I have gone twice in the last three years with a group called The Goodfellas. Yeah, we are a bunch of single guys. However, one guy brought his black wife and she had a blast. Just like Desire, I can 100% confirm there aren't a ton of black people that go. But if you like Desire, I guarantee y'all have a blast at Cap. There's nothing else like it on the planet. Like most places, this, like most like most places like this, you want to plan around specific events. Here's a link to the event I'm going to this year. I'm attending Black to Cat Part 3. Yeah, and we'll definitely have uh, that link in the description. What did you think about this one? Uh, <laughs> so I told you when you sent me the flyer, it definitely looked like a, uh, a an event targeted towards Queen of Spades. Um, mm -hmm, <laughs> you, mm -hmm. If you look at the flyer, it does, it does not say that specifically on there, um, but just it gave me those vibes based on other events that I know uh, have been targeted at Queen of Spades um, that have similar similar advertising pictures language um so i was like mm, that's kind of you know concerning um mm -hmm. but um i mean this person we also got an email about black people at cap and talking to kate from wonderless swingers who has been to cap a number of times um and the person who even i learned about cap from was taylor sparks um who is black um so i do think that there is they have encouraged us that there is probably a larger black <clears throat> community at cap than there is at desire and that you know, we should check it out so I am so, so with going to CapDag now. Oh, Before, yeah. I was like, uh, I don't know. That sounds like some fantasy shit, Bill. Like, come <laughs> on now. We ain't going to fucking France for that. Yeah. Man, now I'm going. It is it is something that is going to happen. Oh, yeah. Um, because, like I said, I mean, you know, um, shout out to uh, 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 Monogamish Marriage because they also went to CapDag and they, <laughs> they uh, tweeted a photo of them at a fucking grocery store buying fruits and shit with <laughs> their titties out yeah. you know <laughs> that is that is fucking beautiful um so awesome I'm, I'm glad we're we're hearing from people specifically around uh people of color at CapTag because it really it really is one of those things that sounds like oh this is some white people shit yeah. um <laughs> what's what's spe what specifically uh is special about this email though is the um implication that a group of black guys could just go to this shit mm -hmm, yeah like none of my niggas brought this up as a as a potential 
fellas trip. Right. Nobody. Yeah. Not one of y'all niggas brought this shit up. <laughs> As like, yo, let's fucking go to a nude city. Yeah. And we would be winning in these streets. Oh, yeah. If we went to that shit. So all y'all niggas failed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what? Like, I'm with the black wife. At least I know that, like, I would have like a plethora of options so here's also the thing right so so cap dag itself is a a what do they call a naturist colony or naturist city right it started mm-hmm. off as like a nudist city but it's become more swinger ish and mm-hmm. it's you know it's just a regular city throughout the year but in july and august there are several different takeovers for swinger groups right um and so you know you find your group go with your group and that's how you have a good time it's usually like a week takeover there's certain hotels that take over um and again kate from wonderless swingers did a great kind of video review on like what to expect when you go to cap tag you know where to stay all those kind of things um so we can link that as well but definitely check it out so yeah we're excited um we probably won't be going this year um but we are definitely uh pushing cap tag to the top of our list of lifestyle uh travel events to attend definitely um all right moving on this one we got from cassidy so just wanted to reach out and thank you both for your podcast. We are, we're relatively new to the lifestyle. We took the leap in October. Before getting into the lifestyle, we were looking for a real life content concerning the lifestyle, specifically related to black people. And we found your podcast. It has been a breath of fresh air to hear another black couple discuss their journey in the lifestyle and the unique circumstances and issues that arise simply from being black in this space. So thank you. <laughs> your podcast continues to help us navigate this space we're still finding our groove learning growing and trying to find more people of color but it has been a really fun and exciting journey let us know the next time you two take a trip to vegas drinks on us absolutely although you're you're anti-vegas lately but mm-hmm. now we have to go visit people we have to go visit bull and queens we have to go visit these folks from cassidy so mm-hmm. we might just have to go out to the west coast well we are going out to the west coast but we might have to go back to vegas yeah definitely hopefully not, not no more do rags and flip flops oh hell no <laughs> all right <Fuck> that shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> so this topic is all about badass house, house parties and we had the opportunity again um thanks to the folks at uh two hot wives podcast um they threw a banging ass house party and we got to talk about it so um so what was uh so this party was just a what was the theme for the party? Dirty Disney. I think that this was one of those things that wasn't like publicly like announced. Yeah, this was a, a private house a private, party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but we knew a lot of people there. There were a few uh, content creators that we knew that were there. Yeah. Um, we're not going to say who they are, but just know that they were there. Actually, no. Uh, one content creator I could actually admit that was there <laughs> that <laughs> admitted it on their podcast was um, the Joneses. Oh, the Joneses. Yeah. From the We Got a Thing podcast, they mm-hmm. were there. It was good to see them. Yeah. <clears throat> And there were a few others there. Um, but I thought I, I liked the theme. What did you think about the theme? Itself? I like the theme, too. It got us to be a little creative. Mm-hmm. Um, we went uh, as well. You went as Hades um, from Hercules and I was Calliope um, from the uh, Disney animated movie Hercules, mm-hmm. which I feel like I feel like anytime there is a theme party that's like character based, like we always pick like a deep cut. Like we like like real deep in the trenches. Like there was, you know, you had Tinkerbells and 
Peter Pans and yeah, I don't. Well, it may, it may have been a Cinderella, but Little Mermaid, like yeah. you know, like the big highlight movie um characters but we always like pick something like you know you gotta really be into the shit yeah (laughs) yeah. to know about it yeah um so it's like you know oh i think only like one person guessed our costume but that was fine but it's but we still look like once we told people what we were they're like oh shit yes i got it no but the but the way that i would tell them who we are is i would have you actually sing (laughs) i would actually have you sing the the hook yeah Can, can you do it now for our listeners who put the glad and gladiator Hercules? We we would all be talking. We would be in like a circle of people, and you would do that. Uh. And whatever they were doing, like they would be like you know drink. Some people would be drinking. Some people would might might be having side conversations. They would just freeze. <laughs> it was like somebody stopped time. Or no. like, yeah, I'm telling you, somebody stopped time. They'd be like, oh shit, <laughs> Belle, you can sing. She could sing. Like they wouldn't even know what the fucking line was from. Like it, it wasn't had like <laughs> it's from, they, it's from zero to hero. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> the Hercules soundtrack. <laughs> but I always say like Belle could actually sing, mm. and so I was like, "Yo, Belle, do the thing. Belle, do the thing." Like all <laughs> night, I was just, "Belle, do the thing." And it was the same reaction. They were like, "Oh shit, that sounded incredible." <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was very drunk, so I don't know how I sounded, but <laughs> oh no, it was it was it sounded it sounded just like that. It was very consistent. Um, but yeah, that was our costume. Um, uh, and you know, I had my hair fucking dyed blue. Yeah. I had you know a little little bit of a BDSM look to it. You know, I had yeah. some tattoos on and shit. And you had a cape, but that that got taken off very early. <laughs> yeah, because I would have tripped over that shit. They were oh, like, yeah. you know, um, l- let's let's describe the the house because the house was dope. Oh, it's beautiful house. Like, um, you walked in and there's this like grand staircase. Um, and then there's a main um, like living space, living room space with a really cool fireplace. Um, and then they had like an outdoor, um, I guess, covered porch or covered deck that had they had a hookah out there. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't get to the hookah, but they had a hookah out there. And then like in the dining room space, they had the setup for all the food um, was really good. And then they had um, a downstairs base a downstairs space where a number of the playrooms were. Um, so there was a main like bar downstairs with some um, beds in the main area. And then there was like several different rooms in the basement um, and a shower. Um, so there was like, Wait, oh, so hold on before oh, you get ahead. into, were you going to go into the rooms? Yeah. Okay. So I want to just pause for a second and just talk about the food. Oh, yeah. Um, the food was really good. Yeah. And I remember, this is how, this is how I know the food was good. Because like usually at a lifestyle party, like I'm I'm like I don't I don't wanna like pig out yeah, because yeah. it's not like sexy, right? <laughs> um yo, this food was so good I didn't give a fuck. Like I, <laughs> I tasted one thing and then I smelled like the food. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh shit, they wasn't playing. They made yeah. sure this food was good. So I got like two plates or some shit. Like there were people <laughs> trying to talk to us and I was just You were just eating, yeah. I was stuffing my face. it was shameful. <laughs> It was shameful. Yeah, I was just put, I was just putting everything on my plate. I was like, oh, I like I want three of these, three of these, three of these, and three of those. Let me just fit all of this shit on. 
Um, so yeah, I picked out. So the food was good. They had desserts. They had like a lot of other shit. Like they yeah. had hearty, hearty food. It mm-hmm. wasn't like people were like it wasn't like entree food, yeah. but it was good. It was it was heavy finger. hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. So in the downstairs, like it, like I said, in the main bar area, there were um, just several beds, and then there was like this little closet which was like had a bed in there. And the only thing that could fit in there was a bed. Um, and they called it like the princess in the pea room, which I, which I thought was really fun and all the rooms all the playrooms had like disney themed names um so there was another room like the alice in wonderland which was like kind of a trippy um yeah like mushroom experience room like like black light like black lights with like trippy uh tapestries and then there was like a i guess some movie clips plan like some trippy movie clips anyways it was a cool room um and then also in the the back room there's like there's a shower a nice shower could fit like eight people i think Mm -hmm. down there and then what was the back room Uh, the the aladdin room was down there too right i think the aladdin room was upstairs um the back room i'm not sure what the theme was uh i know like that there was some blue light in there um and it looked really cool i actually We'll, we'll actually have pictures of these spaces available to our Patreon members because yeah. I actually took pictures of all the spaces while they were uh, while we were there. There might be one space I couldn't take pictures of because the lighting was just so dim because mm-hmm. um, it was very sexy. It was very sort of decadent, like moody. Um, all the rooms are very, very much moody. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And so then upstairs they had... Um, so they have these... Um, a room which is not a playroom but uh it's a i think it's a great room for a party a house party is they kind of call it a timeout room um and because it was disney themed this was the frozen room and it was basically you know sometimes you and your partner just need to have a chat like you just need to have a conversation um you need to get away from the crowd and have a conversation and so they set aside a room for that space um for for folks to have that and so they had that upstairs have you ever seen that i haven't that was the first time i've ever seen that before yeah, at that, a, a house party. that 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 is the designated space mm-hmm. for that purpose yeah because usually that space if you don't have it the bathroom becomes that space right. or god forbid there's like a public area that yeah. people just fucking start arguing at <laughs> right. um or you know because it could be sometimes people just go outside which can be simple enough but yeah. if the argument gets heated then your neighbors are hearing that shit mm-hmm. and yeah it could get so that was a really nice touch that yeah. was and they talk about that on their um on their podcast so i i, I wonder how many people used that space um yeah. not because like they it wasn't well you know i would imagine people are just may not be used to having that space available right, but i yeah. definitely think it should be a norm mm-hmm. uh, in the lifestyle so i'm glad they did that so yeah so upstairs there were uh, two playrooms so there was um the like little mermaid under the sea room which was really cool they had like blue lights in there they had things like um you know, water, underwater stuff, I guess, under hanging from the, the sea, under yeah, stuff, like hanging balloons. from the ceiling. Yeah, it was yeah. like, like the little netting and like mm-hmm. seashells and little tendrils and stuff like that. But outside of the room too, they had something really cool where it was a basket of a- apples with numbers on them and the numbers corresponded to various dares, right? So you mm-hmm. just pick an apple and whatever number you got, you were supposed to do the dare, which I thought was cute play on Snow White. Um, and then outside of, or in that same um, 
uh, Little Mermaid room, they had like a little game area. Um, so they had Jenga. We had brought some of our games. Um, so we put those up uh, there to play. And then outside of that room <laughs> was the hot tub. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had a hot tub there that they opened up later in the evening. Um, and then the second room upstairs, that was the Aladdin room, um, which was really nice. They had like the tapestries on the, the ceiling and they had um, the red lights and the music. Um, and so it was really cool vibe. And, you know, in that room was where you got to the secret sex room. Right. Yeah. Um, so if you listen to the Two Hot Wives podcast, you know that they have a, a secret a secret sex room in their house. Like they had it when they built their house, they had their builder put in a sex room. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it has like a swing in there. It has, you know, obviously different tools, different, um, what I don't like hooks that you can like attach yourself to the mm-hmm. wall and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, all kind of stuff, a spatula, which you thought, you know, I was saying something by pointing out that there was a spatula in there. <laughs> I guess that's a spanking spatula. I guess uh, I don't know. I, I was just curious. I mean, I don't. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know if you just want to be frying eggs in there. So I, I just imagine <laughs> right. that that's what it's for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, it was a awesome party. I, I I just want to highlight a few moments. So there were, I think, two times where I saw someone and mistaken them for another but oh, there yeah. was so there were two women there that was dressed as maleficent is that mm-hmm. how you say her name yeah, maleficent, yeah. um which is probably the most iconic costume in mm-hmm. disney um it's just so maniacal looking yeah you know you got the two fucking horns and shit and the <laughs> cape um and when as soon as we walked into the party there was uh we saw some woman wearing that, you know, when you drop mm-hmm. your bags off and you drop your jacket off and shit, and there's just this room to do it in. Yeah. And there was this woman who was dressed like Maleficent, had the horns on and shit. And, you know, we introduced, you know, we introduced each other, you know, yeah. talked for a little while and then moved on. And then I, um, later on, I had to go back to the room, um, to get, uh, my camera, I think. And I saw, I saw a white woman in a Maleficent cast costume. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, hey, good seeing you again. Costume still 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 working for you. And she looks at me with the most quizzical look. <laughs> and I was so sure it was the same person too. Cause I was like, because the the first Maleficent we saw, I think had feathers on or didn't have feathers. I don't know. Well one the, the different <laughs> the differentiator was the feathers. I knew that. And either I was like, oh yeah, she just she just took her feathers off. And she was like, oh no, that wasn't me. <laughs> And I was like, oh, my bad. <laughs> See, and and as I was there, I was like, you know, being often in situations where like we're one of like two black couples in yeah. a lifestyle party uh, and we get mistaken for each other all the time. I was just like, <laughs> oh, that's what that feels like. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm I'm sorry. I thought you were, but you're not. You don't even look like that girl. I'm sorry. I'm I'm so sorry. <laughs> like that's what that racist shit feels like. Um so there was this couple, uh one of them was dressed like the lion from Lion King. Yeah. This dude embodied the spirit of a lion though. First of all, like do you remember what he looked like? I do. He was very tall, very uh 
muscly. <laughs> he lift weights. He did. Yeah, he definitely worked and out. And does yoga. Yeah, he yes, he did. And he had on like these he he had the muscle the he had the muscles. He had the lion head and the tail and like just some uh I guess like leggings on and that was it. He didn't mm. have a shirt. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so uh and his wife was uh Ariel from the Little Mermaid. Mm-hmm, yeah. Sexy as all fuck. This was a sexy ass couple. I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> and um, uh, we were in the playroom and we saw them smashing. Um, and then there was one point at which, you know, I was laying on the bed with her. We weren't going to be playing that night. Um, but we were laying on the play bed and you were on my left and she was on my right mm-hmm. and she was butt ass naked and, and y'all were just on me and I was just in the middle and I was just, I was fucked up at that <laughs> moment. I knew I was fucked up. Yeah. I had a lot to drink. Yeah. Um, and I was just, I was just loving being in that moment mm-hmm. and people just walking by just that's, that's, they're going to remember that image mm-hmm. that, that yeah. you know, I wonder what happened to the bomber. Where is he at? Oh, that's where he is. Right. That, <laughs> that's, that's what he was doing. Uh-huh. Um, so that was a great moment because I don't I don't remember a lot of moments being in a bed with you and another woman in that mm-hmm. position. So that was um, that was really nice. Uh, we also um, I think we also ran into someone who wasn't really part of a couple. They were like friends with benefits or some yeah. shit. And mm-hmm. that was this was like his first time going to something like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so adorable. He was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> Did you he, was like, he was like, I'm just happy to be here. I'm just happy to be talking to folks. And I was like, yeah, that's good. That's, you know, that's what you do. <laughs> um, oh, I remember there was a couple there <laughs> who they like went in on their costume. But again, it was like another one of those deep cuts that like I wasn't even familiar with the movie that they had um, uh, done their costumes from. But they they definitely put in some effort. Um, and so it was like from the Newsies. Um, oh man, that yeah. was. Yeah, I didn't even know that was a Disney property. And I yeah. knew it was a musical, like mm-hmm. a Broadway musical, but I didn't know there was a movie. Um, and so that was, they, they did really well. They had like these like actual newspaper things mm-hmm. that were, you know, if you read them, they were super interesting um, and lifestyle related. And so like they really went in. So that was notable to me. Uh, but we were we were glad to be there. And one thing I, would, I wanted to say about the party is that it was it was like free. And I understand it was like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, not curated, but it was a private party. Right. But I would have paid to go to this shit. Oh, yeah. Without even thinking about it, mm-hmm. I would have paid. Yeah. Um, like if they had been like, yo, you know, $60, I would have been like, OK, OK. Yeah. Um, you know, BYOB sixty dollars. I would I would have paid, but mm-hmm. this shit was free, and it was like it's better. It was better than most house parties yeah. that charge you mm-hmm. to be there. Yeah. That's what kind of threw me off a little bit. I was like, wow, you guys, if you if you do this again, um, given how much time and labor this takes, I know it's not like a lot, a lot uh, about the money, right, but yeah. I would have actually felt a little bit better if I had paid yeah, some yeah. money or, or contributed my time. I mean, I took some pictures, so I contributed some time, some labor <laughs> hours. Um, but like, I'm like, yo, this shit just, people just showed up and just ate and drank and fucked <laughs> and, and fucking sat in your hot tub and just like, you know, and left without cleaning it up. Like, <laughs> and didn't pay anything. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yo, shout out to the two hot wives. And I guess the two hot husbands. <laughs> and the two hot husbands. Yes. You guys rock. 
Talk. Uh, we'll have their podcast in the description again. I, I'd urge you to check it out. If you're going to throw a house party, please listen to that, that podcast because this was one of the best house parties, swinger house party, parties we've ever been to. You are listening to the Black and Kinky Lifestyle Podcast. ABNK fans, so we are a little bit sad that Bomber and Bell cannot join us for the next podcast Palooza event. Psych! Sorry, Kate, but we're definitely going to crash the party this year at Peacat Palm Springs. Yes, we are so excited to join all the podcast fans and fellow content creators for yet another crazy hotel takeover with unique theme nights, outrageous pool parties, entertaining seminars, and sexy playroom shenanigans. If you have been listening to our show, you know what it is. PCAP just keeps getting bigger and better, and we always leave with some great memories and wild stories. So come out and join us and be one of the nearly 170 like-minded couples, throuples, foursomes, and moresomes on site this year from June 3rd to June 6th. Purchase your tickets by going to podcast-a-palooza.com forward slash BNK. Hope to see you there. But uh, speaking of house parties and house party throwers, we're actually uh, we actually have a guest on the show today. We have Quinn uh, from uh, Urban Swingers, uh, and so uh, Urban Swingers is a lifestyle group that helps melanated people find their tribe in the swinger community. Um, they celebrate the authenticity, vulnerability, and bravery that comes from exploring the sex-positive aspects of adulthood as black or people of color in the lifestyle. Uh, their uniquely curated events include couples' lifestyle trips, uh, Zoom Q- uh, Q&As, lifestyle parties, meet and greets, and themed adult game nights. Each event consists uh, considers um, BIPOC swingers of all levels and various interests. Aight, aight, aight. So we got Quinn, the lead curator of Urban Swingers uh, from Detroit on the show today. It's been a long time coming. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's going on? How you two doing? I'm happy to be here with the bomber and the bell. Yeah, no, we're happy to have you here, Quinn. And, you know, I got a little bit of a bone to pick because I said this on my show before. You stole a picture of the bell's ass. (laughs) And put it on oh, your Instagram page. Yeah, yes, that was him. That that's why he's on the show today. I'm 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 ready to get in here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we gonna talk about where this picture oh. came from. Who's who's not, who who who's stealing pictures of the listen, bell's ass listen, and selling listen, them to folks listen, like you. <laughs> this is not a GI Jane two situation. <laughs> Keep my wife's ass. Off your Instagram. <laughs> no, you know, that was, man, that was a, a Google search. You know, I was looking for like, I, I Googled like sexy African American female lingerie, and that's what came up. And I was like, oh, this really? is a sexy ass picture. Yeah. And it's, well, I, it's, I'm it, like, I'm flattered that like I was at the top of the SEO. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> for real. For real, and, and especially since when I Google black anything, I just be getting white people. Like Google is just mad it, racist for I no know, reason. I know, I know. It'd be yeah. like white people with black backgrounds. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Um, no, but uh, yeah, no, in all seriousness, um, we've been talking and exchanging dialogue a while on social media, and I've just been wanting to get you on the show for a while. I know you've been listening to our show for a while, and honestly, I, I'm, I'm, I've been looking forward to this conversation, so I appreciate you, uh, appreciate yeah, you making you, yourself available. I, I think I started listening to uh, Black and Kinky podcast at the third episode. Wow. wow. So it's been a minute. It's been yeah. a minute. I, I used to be like, babe, you need to listen to this. <laughs> uh-huh. So you have definitely been through, been with us through kind of our evolution of our lifestyle yep, yep. journey. When I was thinking about your journey, uh, I couldn't help but see the parallels between how you got started and how we got started. And, and that's sort okay. of where I wanted to start our conversation. Because And that sounded somewhat similar to your journey. You want to talk, tell the listeners a little bit about that? So I had an, ex, an ex-girlfriend who um, we were dating for a while. We broke up uh, for a minute. And in that breakup, she had some self-discovery. And, and when we got back together, uh, she was like, hey, I'm interested in um, seeing what it would be like to be with women. And I was like, oh, shit, where'd that come from? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like, what were you doing on the break? To get right, that, right. You know? <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, let's figure that out. And so, um, yeah, so she found like all these these sites and we got on them and found some local stuff. And we went and attended these things. And, you know, she had experiences with other women and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And I was kind of like happy that she was getting that. And I was becoming more and more intrigued myself when we were together that whole thing kind of ran its course with us. And when I met Fox, my wife, I told her like, hey, my ex kind of put me on into this headspace and that's that's the kind of shit I'm on right now, what's up? <laughs> and, uh, you know, and she was like, oh boy, you ain't, you know, mm-hmm. that ain't shit, that ain't shit. You know, I've been doing this since whatever. I'm like, oh yeah. no. But, <laughs> but the thing I found is a lot of black folks who, you know, we will have threesomes and we will kind of get with other people and do some stuff. And it's just, you know, just being a freak. Or whatever. Right, right, yeah. right, right. And, we and there was no, there's no title for it. Yeah, no title. So she was like, hey, want to go to a swimming club? I was like, what? Hell yeah. Like, are you serious? Yes. So we go. We had the craziest experience. It was like so organic, so natural. It was mm-hmm. this group back in the day called DP Swing. It was Detroit Professional Swing. Of course, of course. Yes. How did I miss that? Yeah. <laughs> so, so we went to this event and met this couple, and it was just like it was on and popping, right? And, mm-hmm. You know, the girl was fine. I was. He was like young, like he was nothing but muscles and dick. Like <laughs> <laughs> his abs just literally went from his chest. Down to his dick. No pause. <laughs> he was, I was like, damn. And I was like, 30. And I'm like, damn, this guy is like giving my our wife the uh-huh. business. I mean, you're you're like hosting events now. What 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 bridged yeah. that yeah. activity? So it's kind of like what we talked about. Um, we went to besides that DP swing event, right? They kind of like stopped hosting events and kind of disbanded or whatever. And you couldn't find those events anywhere where it's um, curated by and for people of color. You know, it didn't have to just be all black, even though this is the blackest city in America. We, we started looking on like SLS, some of the other things, and found that most of these events were like white, whitewashed. Like we would be fetishized at these events. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the approach would be, you know, some sort of BBC situation. Uh-huh. Which 
I'm cool with hearing that to some degree, but you know, after a while, it's like, you know, there's much more, right. much more, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to have that expectation of being, you know, that. For Just myself. your appendage. You don't want to yeah, be like, ex- exactly. limited to your appendage. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, and my wife, you know, she's like, you know, she doesn't fuck with my dude. She doesn't. <laughs> right. I mean, she, no. <laughs> She finds them attractive, but they have to be extraordinarily attractive. Like she's mm-hmm. very attracted to like David Beckham, you mm-hmm. know, those type, you know, that kind of guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, Josh from accounting is not getting it. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> With the yellow public shirt. <laughs> you know, so so we we would come to these events and see that and be like, yeah, no. And um, we would go to those clubs that were lifestyle friendly and it would be so devoid of color so there's really three reasons so there was that we wanted to have a place where people look like us Mm -hmm. um there were pocs there where we wouldn't feel that we are the objects solely because of our um, skin color or um the way our bodies are made Mm -hmm. Uh, and then there's also the part that we wanted to create a safe space where people could learn you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like I've had lifestyle experiences before I actually went to a lifestyle club, but I didn't know what to call it. You know, it's like, oh, that's, right. bust, that's Bustos. You and your boy ran Bustos on this chick. Oh, okay. You know, whatever. Yeah. I don't even know if that's what they call it where you guys are, but, you know, no. like a, train, a train or whatever. Yeah. You know, some Detroit shit. So then you guys decided you were going to throw your own parties. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, and part of that also, again, the part of that was because I like to talk about sex and sexuality and, you know, sex positivity. I like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'd rather be talking about that um, in my personal spaces because professionally, you know, I'm part of like organizations where I can't, I can't be like, oh yeah, you know, we went to the swinger club. Right. You know what I mean? I can't, I can't have that conversation with other people professionally. And most people can't. Yeah. Um, but when you, but I wanted, I'm like, there's, more than just me out here. There's so many like-minded people that would love to have these conversations and learn. Why couldn't we put together something where we can teach people or we can grow along with them mm-hmm. and, and, and be expressive and free? It, it sounds like you're not just talking about throwing parties, but providing no. a space where people can learn, sort of very similar to sort of what we wanted to do. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Really creating a community of, you know, like-minded folks uh, who can get together, who sometimes have sexy fun together, but also are um, really establishing deeper connections and learning exactly. and understanding. Exactly, exactly. I want people to feel like it's an experience. So our play parties are housed at typically a residential space. They are fun vibe. We do icebreakers but not just a lot of typical stuff. We might play like games. We might do some kind of drinking stuff. We try to make it to where people are comfortable uh, through the process of purchasing their tickets online. When they purchase their tickets, there's a questionnaire that typically they'll get. You have a questionnaire they fill out. Yeah. Yeah. Do you ask them to provide a picture? So those, I try to do that personally, right? Okay. Because a questionnaire that has too much to ask for too much and you don't want too, information too attached formal. To yeah. mm-hmm. people people don't want that right you know mm-hmm. there's still we we try to work with anonymity 
um, for the lifestyle. Do you look for a level of attractiveness <laughs> for your parties is what I'm asking, <laughs> Quinn. That's the kind of curation. Oh, you, oh, you got to say that, man. Yeah, we make sure that they look good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we don't we don't highly discriminate against people for anything. Like, right, if you were BBW and you fine, come through. Yeah. Right? We okay with that. If you were fine but had a fucked up attitude, you wouldn't be allowed to come to our stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. we would probably. But, you, but, but you'd have to find that out at, after they come to an event. Some people, asshole, right? some, pe some people reveal that right away. <laughs> you, you'd be surprised how many people reveal their attitude before they ever meet you. And so, it's just certain things that you got to, you know, pay attention to. Every time we are asked to show a picture of ourselves um, mm -hmm. to get, uh, you know, considered for a group or party, it's always a very confident feeling I have. I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit, we got like some nice picture. Like I take some, we have some nice pictures of us. Like yeah. it's, all, it's all about just choosing the right one. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to send this thing in and it's going to be fine. And, you know it's it's been fine every time i mean there's been one or two times where it took them a while to get back to us <laughs> and i was just like what the hell's going on is there some kind of council meeting or something that they got like powerpoints like okay you know this dude's cheekbones are looking a little out of order but uh mm -hmm. he seems to have a fair smile so okay. he might work um but it but we have not run into a situation where Someone looked at our picture, responded to us and said, you know what? This isn't going to work. First of all, let me say, if I saw the two of you, I'd be like, yeah, that's the kind of people that we want. Right. We wouldn't pass you guys up. We'd be like, OK, they're on our shoe in list. Now, let's look at these other motherfuckers right here. <laughs> you know, <no. laughs> let me stop. I don't do that. I don't do that. What we do is so I make the judgment off of. When it comes to the look, I make it the judgment off of as long as somebody is willing to, somebody finds you attractive. Like, uh -huh. like that's not my speed, but I would never say, uh-uh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wouldn't be like, ugh, she was here, or oh my God, he was here. If it's not those kind of people, they usually are the ones who come. And then what I find is that the people who attend our events because our price point is a little bit higher we have a price point that's like that tends to weed cheap folks out mm -hmm. a little bit mm -hmm. and 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 caters to a um it's so it's it's not just a crowd with money right we don't you know but it's it's a professionalism it's a uh, layer of professionalism professional, right you know, like keep, professional people crowd. who people who pay more are less likely to fuck up their night. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. As mm -hmm. even though this is about sex positivity for us, yeah. um, the reputation of the event is still very much steeped in how the sex appeal of the people the crowd, here. Yes. Yeah, it's the sex appeal you of the Detroit is no secret. High black population in Detroit. Yep. Blackest, you know, blackest city in the country. And there are many cities like this, including Atlanta, including certain mm -hmm. parts of LA, you mm -hmm. know, but it is a mistake that we learned um, that, 
if you find a swinger party in a predominantly black area, the, assuming that the swinger crowd is also mm-hmm. going to be black mm-hmm. is a big mistake that yeah. we've made a couple of yeah. times. Yeah, and man, so it's crazy. It, and so I know that's, that's happened to Detroit based on what you said already. I just want to ask, how is it that you find black people to go to these events? Why do you think that they're not going to those other establishments mm, so i think i think what happens is um, you have a few groups of black people who attend uh, lifestyle events right you have the ones who gravitate towards being at white events mm-hmm. and feel very comfortable there mm-hmm. and would be looked at by other black people as that might be considered like sellouts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you have those people who are like hyper ghetto, yes. unfortunately. <laughs> yes. Like they smell, I, I have no problem with weed. I smoke a little every now and again, but like they smell so much of weed and mm-hmm. they so just everything. It's just like, oh my God, that's not the kind of people you want to be around. That's it. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and then you have the people who are trying to learn the lifestyle and don't know where to connect right Mm -hmm. so you kind of have to weed through all those folks and say okay this is what we offer and then there's a matter of building trust with those people um so those folks would um you you weed through those people to kind of say hey this is what i'm offering and then you got to build trust amongst people because black folks are very mistrusting when it comes to lifestyle i think one, we have this whole um, deeply ingrained um, like shame for for exploring sexuality in this way um, and sex positivity, uh, and then also we have this sense of privacy. You know, whatever happens in this house stays in this house. Don't go running your mouth type of deal yeah. that a lot of our mothers and fathers have been instilled with us, and we kind of carry that into what we do sexually so if you're around a bunch of white people you're not worried about them motherfuckers knowing anything about you right yeah <laughs> like they're not gonna be where i'm at you know what I mean? yeah um, but when you start being with other black people it's like what if you know my cousin mm-hmm. you know what i mean detroit is a big major city but it is quite small yeah right um, oh okay. okay you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. it's like you know bomber and bill if i met you guys and said oh you know are you a, what college did you go to? What high, high school is a big connector in Detroit? Yeah. Um, for the black professionals in Detroit, it's what organizations are you part of? Are you Greek? Are you, uh-huh. you know, in whatever, Kiwanis Club or any number, Red Hats, what any number of different organizations? And then you start to connect. Uh-huh. If, you are, if you are a high performing professional in this city, people know who the fuck you are. Or they know someone who knows you. Yeah. And now your business could potentially be out in the street. So I think it's a matter of building trust. And I would dare to say that most major black cities are the same way. Oh, know? yeah. I would definitely say that. And I think, yeah, black people are definitely in, in the lifestyle, in particular, in general, but in the lifestyle, much more secretive about our events, you know, who we're you know, hanging out with and all those kinds mm-hmm. of things, which makes it more challenging to connect, you know, with mm-hmm. folks if you're, you know, not out going to everything and seeing everybody because mm-hmm. 
we're not talking about it. We're not broadcasting, you know, where we're going, all those kinds of things, because we're very protective about, mm-hmm. you know, those enclosed environments, which can make it tough for newcomers who yeah. want to, you know, engage the lifestyle, want to find their tribe and find other like-minded folks that look like them, but nobody's talking about it. Nobody's saying, you know, who, what events they're going to. So mm-hmm. that, that can definitely be a challenge. Yeah, it can be. I mean, I would argue that even for people who've been in a lifestyle for a while, like present company right now, <laughs> and like as far as like those exclusive black groups that are in our area, like I'm going to be honest, like I don't see a lot of those. In- we don't see a lot of those invites. Like we don't get a lot of invites to those parties. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And part of the reason for that is, well, you know, there could be a number of reasons. People might just not like us. There's that. <laughs> um, but there's also the fact that we you know, since COVID went down um, and since we had our baby, like we just have not been in these streets like that. We haven't been Mm -hmm. like, say, going to a club because a lot of times when you go to a club, you'll see another black couple. That other black couple will see you and be like, oh, you cool. You might like this party that I'm going to next month. Or Mm -hmm. like I might send you information to so-and-so because you guys seem cool. I think you'd be a good fit for this party. And so a lot of times black people kind of have to put themselves out there in order to get in these networks, but it takes a certain level of like willingness to do that. Yeah. You guys talk about PCAP. You talk about, again, like I said, with uh, um, living the sweet life, Mm -hmm. how you guys had them on there when you had the episode with uh, Mr. and Mrs. Black on there, you know, and they, they talked about a particular, uh, group that they or um event that they went to and then you have mr and mrs amore i found out a lot of this stuff from listening to your show and so i connected with mrs amore and say okay you know so so talking to these people and saying hey this is my idea and where i want to start and what i want to do i see that you've done this also can you help right oh yeah Right. Those people have said, yes, here's a platform that is like Eventbrite, but, you know, it's it's lifestyle related mm-hmm. where you can sell your tickets and that kind of stuff. Um, those kind of things. And when I like when I'm on social media, I will purposely tag like, you know, like POC lifestylers yeah. to certain stuff. So that, like um, there's a there was an event that's going on and, and the, the advertisement for it seemed very sensual, very erotic, very sexy, very, you know, urban swingery. Mm-hmm. And, and I, but it's going down in like New, New York. So I'm like, well, let me add this to my timeline, to my, um, my stories, because I have so many people in Philly, DC, yeah. New York, Jersey, that follow us and like, man, I really wish y'all was out here. I'm like, oh, well, here's somebody that is so i think it's a matter of sharing those those things i think it's a matter of finding people who are trusted conduits and not being so self-involved to recognize that there are other people in other places that can't attend our stuff right Mm -hmm. you i know you can't i know somebody can't attend our next party in april that's happening in Detroit if they live in Cali. But maybe yeah. they want to do, maybe they will do our, our couple's trip I mean, and turn that into a whole weekend and they'll come. 
So if I find something in Cali, I'm going to send it out to them or I'm going to put it on my timeline and say, hey, look, check this out for those people. Monthly, we do a virtual event where people can get on and have these type of conversations like we're having to learn to learn about the lifestyle. And then for people locally, we put together a um, maybe every other week we kind of do like a like a meet up like a social club like people who are really involved with the facebook group or the instagram page and and they're in detroit area we'll just be like hey let's meet up at this place come through we're gonna just kick it just talk just be together and then every other month we actually do an on-site because it takes so much planning to do these things and sometimes you you know you have to put it in your head that you're going to operate at a loss in order to to make it the type of event that people want to that's memorable um then we have long term planned in october our second annual uh, erotic couples getaway and that will be in kentucky also so what we what we have is a 10 bedroom Kentucky um, um, mansion. Mm-hmm. What, what are they called? Um, a lodge? No, no, no. The plantation. What is it called? A plantation home? Yeah. Uh-huh. A plantation home. Okay. I think it's a plantation, like a plantation home in Kentucky that <laughs> we're having a black swinger party. <laughs> Is there going to be cotton going? They're reclaiming the space. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of theme we talking about? Look, so don't don't say plantations. Just scrub that part. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it fucked up that we can't use the word plantation anymore? Ain't racism a bitch? Like, damn, it is. But right, so you got a, you got a whole mansion, you got an estate, you got acreage. Well, yes, it's a full estate. I mean, we've got swimming pools, we got hot tubs, jacuzzi, saunas. Um, it's a tennis court there. It's it is the sexiest shit. I was like, oh my, and it's off a lake. Oh, it's so sexy, mm-hmm. and I'm so excited, like so excited. <laughs> um, tickets for that go on sale next month. Um, if you visit like Urban Swingers X as in X-ray L-S, as in Sam, um, on Instagram, you can, you know, you can give us a follow and um, you can get those, you can see our link tree uh, in our bio and you can see any upcoming events that we have that are ticketed. Um, and then you can subscribe to our, our, um, our email list and actually receive our events monthly. So you can see what's see what we got coming up on our mail serve. Um, you know, but this this event in October, when that happens, I swear, man, I'm it's like it's it's gonna be euphoric. It's gonna be dope. The one we had last year in um Traverse City, Michigan was off a lake. The people there loved it. We had a, a bonfire, we had some dope oh. experiences happening. Um, yeah, tell me, tell me a little bit about what to expect if I had decided to, uh, you know, get on a plane and come down oh, to Kentucky for this. So if you, if you, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> we are currently, um, 
hiring a lifestyle friendly chef oh. to prepare the meals. Um, oh. We are, we want, we are looking. So if anybody hears this and they're a lifestyle friendly chef, um, hit us up at urban swingers, LS at gmail.com. Um, Cause we're, we're, we need a, uh, a chef for that event. And we also need lifestyle masseuses, you know, erotic masseuses. Oh. Um, we want a male and a female to provide, you know, uh, massages for the whole weekend, erotic massage for the whole weekend. Um, and it's, it's just about to be a really dope event. We've got workshops that we plan. Uh-huh. We've got um, sexy events and excursions that are planned. Horseback riding, of course, because we're in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. We're going to do a um, we're going to do a, a, a bourbon tasting um, mm-hmm. while we're there. Mm-hmm. There's just going to be so much stuff. It's, 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 it's just a really dope event. It's going to be October. It's going to be the 27th through the 30th. Okay. You ain't going to miss nobody's Halloween party. You know, <laughs> wherever you are, they're going to do the mm-hmm. same thing for their right. Halloween party. This is going to be a trip like no other. And you're going to be out here like, man. So we have a private chat and we have a private um, page. You can't find it. You have to be invited to it. Mm-hmm. So that helps us uh, to kind of go back to the anonymity and that, um, mm-hmm. you know, being really so highly selective about people. We will put all of this information um, in the show notes. Um, look, for anybody who's listening, if you have any questions for Urban Swingers, um, you can send them to us or they can or our listeners can find you on Instagram and they can send you a, a DM or is there an email you want to shout out real quick? Yeah, they can do urban swingers ls like lifestyle at gmail.com. And then our Instagram is urban swingers x ls. So like extra large. Awesome. Instagram made us do it. Yeah. 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 Well, Quinn, we appreciate you chatting with us today. We learned so much, and honestly, I'm I'm, I'm humbled by some of the things you said. So, um, so yeah, no, we'll definitely uh, be looking forward to future collaborations, and I'm so glad our listeners could hear from you. Sweet, thank you, guys. Hey, fellow BNK fans, I know y'all are enjoying the show, but damn, we have to wait a month for each episode. I don't know about you, but that's way too long for me. That is one of the many reasons I support Bomber and Bell on Patreon. They release content on their Patreon every week. I really can't get enough of their Pillow Talk episodes where they get real personal. It's like having a backstage pass to your favorite artist. It also doesn't hurt to have ready access to the Bell and the Bomber through their private chat. If y'all want to join in the fun, head to www.patreon.com forward slash black and kinky and donate a few dollars a month to keep the show going. I know it's for a good cause and all that, but I'm just trying to get my fair share of this sexy-ass podcast. Speaking of which, I'm finna finish this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed that uh, that interview with Quinn. Um, I really appreciated the fact that some of the work that he's doing was inspired by our show. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and I'd like to think that we're inspiring other people. Because at some point, we're going to be too old to do this shit. It's going to get creepy. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to have to stop doing it. Um, but not anytime soon. No. We need to do a Facebook fuck shit. Hey, yo, what the fuck? You ready for some Facebook fuck shit? So what you got today? 
So what I got, this is a question to a uh, to a <laughs> Facebook group. So question. Hubby paralyzed from a hit and run. So I posted our wedding pic to praise God for saving his life. It went viral. Men and women reached out to me with proof he gave them syphilis. I also have syphilis. He says it's old news because he can't cheat anymore. What to do now? <laughs> Should she confront? Should she go back to these people or something? She doesn't know what to do. I mean, should he? Should she leave her husband? D- she didn't know he was cheating. No. Okay. This is how she found out. Damn. You know, <laughs> it's it's really unfortunate because you know they say, um, you know, when it comes to marriage, right? Uh-huh. You know, through. Um so it's already kinda hard when somebody's like not doing well on mm-hmm. a health level. Yeah. To be like, okay, I gotta be I gotta serve. I gotta I gotta serve my husband or I gotta serve my wife. I gotta be there for them. Mm-hmm. But then not only did they are they no longer healthy, but you find out that they did some dirty shit, <laughs> mm-hmm. some grimy shit now. Yeah. Oh, and you man. still gotta take care of them. Oh shit! You know I'm getting I'm getting vibes from um what is it Mad Black Woman? What was that movie? Yeah, Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Yeah, mm-hmm. she gonna push him in the pool. Yeah, <laughs> in a, a bathtub. It's just leave him there to drown. Yeah, he gonna be, he gonna be there on the side like with just with just his lips a little water. Just what is it about that scene like <laughs> because it's just so it's so dirty but you like you you you're you're on her side because you uh-huh. know he's done her wrong like you feel like you wanted to push him in there too <laughs> yeah but then you feel bad you're like i don't want a nigga to die yeah <laughs> so diary of a bad black woman shout out to tyler perry yes there is this scene where i can't remember who the woman is that plays the wife kimberly elise i think it's kimberly elise yeah Oh, Kimberly Elise. So, Kimberly Elise plays the. She, so she plays the wife. So mm-hmm. basically, it's just a movie of this wife. Who? Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen this film, but if you haven't seen it at this point, you're probably not going to watch it. Um, but she is married to this really rich and uh, jackass of a husband, mm-hmm. who you know psychologically and mentally abuses her and you know kicks her out of the house and shit and you know find some light-skinned bitch to marry <laughs> and you know she's sort of out on the street out on her own trying to figure it out you know she meets this perfect light-skinned christian dude and i fucking hate that movie <laughs> but um she uh she ends up but basically what happens is her ex-husband has some kind of accident mm-hmm. gets paralyzed from the waist down he loses his light-skinned girlfriend and now uh kimberly kimberly is the only one who you know was able to come to his rescue and take care of him and and sort of has to you know push her anger aside and and take care of this husband that has abused her so much in the past because he is in great need um but the initial uh 
<laughs> their initial interactions don't turn out so well. Right. Because she ends up abusing him in this fucking wheelchair. Yes, she does. <laughs> and the scene we're talking about is when she pushes this nigga in, <laughs> in the wheelchair. She just pushes. I remember the scene. Like, <laughs> I just as once I seen that scene, I couldn't get it out of my mind because she pushes him. Yeah. And he goes into the water yeah. halfway. <laughs> And half his lips. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is a bottle of water. Just if this was a video, if we like video this podcast, you would see my impression, which I think is hilarious. But it's just his lips. It's just. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> his lips are literally reaching out of the water, yeah, like, like trying to get trying, air. Trying to get air. <laughs> And, and and she like leaves him there for a yeah, while. Uh-huh. <laughs> just like, oh, that movie was so. I mean, that 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 was probably about the the only part of the film I liked. Um, but yeah, that's 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 probably going to be this man's future. Yeah. Um, if she sticks around, like, <laughs> damn, nigga, syphilis. You gave right. us all syphilis, then got hit by a car. And like, syphilis is an old school STD too. Like, you can even like be up on new game, like you know, gonorrhea, HPV, something like that. You just reach back and gave uh, syphilis. Like, <laughs> sip, who the who are you fucking? <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, it's weird because syphilis is one of the few STDs that could actually lead to your death. Yeah. And nobody talks about that one anymore. Uh, you got syphilis? <laughs> oh, shit. Um, uh, who's the famous guy that died of syphilis? What's Al Capone? Yeah, because, uh, yeah, he that, that's, that's what took him out. Taxes and syphilis. Damn. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, what, what this woman is going to do. Okay, so new Patreon members this month. We really appreciate your support. So we have Tony and Juicy. We have Kendall, Lamario, Black Hot Wife Love, Lillian, Ray, Dwight. Thank you guys for supporting us on Patreon. We really appreciate it. We hope you guys have been enjoying our exclusive content. Um, also appreciate your participation in the band chat. Alright, y'all. We are gonna wrap this up. I appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all for listening in again. Um, the bell is gonna tell y'all how to get in contact with us. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any questions about anything we talked about in this podcast episode, let us know. Peace out. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please do check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Black and Kinky. You can also find us under the same name on Cassidy, APG, Amore Getaways, and Patreon. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube under Black and Kinky Lifestyle. Feel free to email us at black, the letter N, kinky, lifestyle at gmail.com. Or call and leave a voice message at 937-462-0744. Bye. Black and Kinky, Black and Kinky. Black and Kinky Lifestyle.